Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. My name is Tony Heil, your Director of Communication and Public Policy here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. Uh, today we have a special podcast with some friends from Northeast PA in the Scranton area. We'll be talking about their new event that happened this year, what led to it, and what their plans are for the future, and also why ALS is important to them, as we do with every podcast. Uh, if you've listened to our other episodes, you've heard from people uh, living with ALS, uh, veterans, you've heard from people on our staff and patient care, you've heard from uh, board members and from legislators, and a whole host of people that have a wide range of experiences. So look for those on iTunes at ALS Philadelphia, on our website at www.alsphiladelphia.org podcast. And, of course, you can donate online all year round, every day, all day long, at www.alsphiladelphia.org. And you can find us on social media, every, almost everything, but I guess there's a lot more than what we do, at, um, all at ALS Philadelphia, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we have a Vine account, which I'm sure you guys are big into since I've, I've done two Vines. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, I'm really excited about our guests who came all the way from Scranton to our Ambler office today to be part of this and to eat some donuts. So there is some sweetener, literally, to get them to come down here in person. Uh, our guests are Brianne Schmidt and Tim Siegfried, who Hello. put together Dawn's Dash for to fight ALS this year. So thank you guys for coming. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks for having us. So let's start out. You had an event this year uh, as a 5K, and that's interesting in itself. But tell us why... ALS is important to you and why you decided to uh, want to do something, which from our talks before are actually two different topics altogether. So, yeah. Brianne, why is ALS important to you? So, um, in 2009, my father, Don Schmidt, actually passed away from ALS, Sue Garrick's disease. Um, it was a, a rough road, a rough battle, um, but because of all of the support and love that we got from the ALS Association, um, we wanted to, to kind of put together something that we can give back to them for giving so much to, to my dad and to, to my family. So, um, you know, just to, to raise further awareness and to raise money for the ALS Association and around the disease was why doing something like this was so important to me. And tell us a little bit about your dad, because I, I was looking at the Don's Dash website, uh, which is, like I was telling you guys, an amazing website for an event. Um, and he seemed like a really wonderful person. He was. My dad was a, a fantastic guy, so funny, had the biggest smile, um, so caring, so loving. Um, he was a, a big sports fan. He played football himself in college, um, played baseball as well. Where did he play? He played at... Um, Oh my gosh, uh, Westchester University. Okay, where let's just assume, since no one's going to verify this, he was the top player in all of the Oh, duh. Okay, yeah, mm -hmm. definitely the top player. Okay, good. <laughs> in every position. In every position, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so big sports fan. And then not only was he a big sports fan, but he was a big fan of my sister, um, Kelsey Schmidt, and my sporting um, outings as well. I played soccer. My sister uh, was a swimmer. So he was at every sporting event cheering us on. Um, so he's just a fantastic, loving guy. Miss him every day. And he was 44 years old. Yes, when he passed away, so very young. Yeah. Um, he was diagnosed about three years uh, prior to him to him passing away. Um, and he was actually at a Phillies game where he kind of uh, started to get his symptoms of not being able to, to walk up the steps. 
Um, so it, it was definitely once he was diagnosed, although a rough road, he did stay positive throughout the entire thing, which was super inspirational. Great. Um, but, and as great as your connection was to your dad and he supported you, like you said, through mm-hmm. all of your activities, you were looking for ways to support him, but you weren't the one that figured this out. Nope, it wasn't me. So, <laughs> uh, and Tim, he, there, it wasn't all you, but it was really Brianne's friends and coworkers that made this happen. Yeah, it was it was a collaborative event to come up with the concept for Don's Dash, and uh, the the genesis of this actually occurred in New York City at a work event because we all work together. When where do you work again? We work for eBay Enterprise, right? And uh, we we were at a work event in the city in August of of last year, 2014. And this was right around when the Ice Bucket Challenge was really becoming a, a phenomenon. Like just at the beginning of like what people were doing. It. At yeah. the beginning because I got challenged by someone on Facebook from Angel, by Angela Desiderio, who is another one of the Don's Dash like team members and founders. She challenged me, and I didn't know what it was about. Right. I just thought it was people being silly, pouring ice water on their heads. So this and, was like... Maybe post Jimmy Fallon, but pre George Bush. That's how we decide. It might have been. It might have been pre Jimmy Fallon. So you. So really, he did it because of you. This is like tip of the spear. Yeah, exactly. I'll take credit for Fallon dumping water on us. Actually, head. I think that was Timberlake. So you can give credit to Tim- Timberlake. Absolutely. Um, so we got challenged. Then we just thought it was a silly like internet meme, right? And um, we learned more about it. So we're at this event in New York City, and we're kind of talking about it, and. We learned that it's about ALS and mm-hmm. support ALS. Someone brought it up and said, oh, this is what it's about. And then at, at that same event, a few minutes later, someone mentioned that uh, Brian's father, Don, passed away from ALS. And it was this really interesting moment where there's three or four of us in a circle. We had just learned about what a, the Ice Bucket Challenge was representing, mm-hmm. how it was bringing brand awareness to, to ALS, and that it's, it's what it was about. And then that Brand's father passed away from it. And Brand, if I'm wrong, correct me, but you had wanted to organize a 5K Always. when you were in high school, right? Always, yep. So all this information came together at once, and we all sort of had that light bulb moment instantaneously. Like, we should put a 5K on for, for mm-hmm. ALS in, in honor of Brand's father. And that's how it happened. It started on a, at a rooftop party in New York City in August of 2014, and then... A few days later, we're leaving this work event, coming back to the Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, and we were just in the car driving back. The entire car ride was dedicated to talking about this event, how we could do it, where we could do it. That's where we came up with the name. Michelle Morgan, who was another one of our founders, came up with the name Don's Dash. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then from there on, from there on out, it was it was on. We're like we're going to do this race. Let's get to work on it. Where do we go? And I was not involved in this no. at all. We at kept this it. Point. We kept it a secret from Brianne. Uh, until about a couple months later after we found out we had to get the route approved in the city, we had to get the police on board to block off roads, and we had to get all the sort of big administrative stuff out of the way. And then we had our designer, Jordan Seymour, who made our website, who made our collateral, the shirts. He, uh, We made up like a mock-up of the shirt and our logo, and we called a fake meeting. I called a fake meeting with Brianne because we worked together. And um, you didn't call it a fake meeting. No, no, no. no I didn't say let's have a fake meeting, everybody. I said no. Let's let's for the other committee we're part of. I said let's go have a meeting. Let's have a conversation real quick. And then the other members of the team came in and it sort of slid this piece of paper in front of Brand that had our logo on and had the date. And it's the our logo is just Don's Dash 5K and Fun Run. And it's June 6, 2015. We slid it across uh, the table. And Brand, what was your reaction? I, like, looked at it, and I was like, oh, this is a great logo, and then I started reading, oh, it says Don, that's interesting, that's my dad's name, oh, it's about ALS, oh, he had ALS, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, 
they're putting on a 5K mm -hmm. in honor of my dad and instantly started to yeah. cry. It was, it was an incredible moment, and I'm so thankful for these guys for having that conversation on the rooftop <laughs> bar in New York City that day. And I hope that you had figured out that she was free that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We worked with her fiance. Okay. Because um, <laughs> that's, when you're trying to plan an event eight months out, you're like, well, are you free that Saturday? Maybe. Are you? And uh, we, we talked to her fiance, James, and we said, listen, we want to do this thing. Don't tell her. Let's not tell Brand about this. And then he gave us a couple of dates that would work, and we sort of figured out with the city of Wilkes-Barre where the route, the actual race was, and with all our availability that this is going to be the day. So... We told um, we wanted to make sure we told Bran with at least six months lead time that don't do anything that weekend because we're busy. Mm -hmm. so. And so you said, Brian, that you wanted to do a 5K since high school. Did you wanted to do it because of ALS or just because you like 5Ks? Be, well, a little bit of both. Because I know people that do. Yeah. My whole family are um, pretty big in running. Um, we've done tons of 5Ks together. Um, and it was when my dad uh, was diagnosed with ALS that I always wanted to put on a 5K for ALS to raise mm -hmm. that money there. Um, and I've expressed that to, to my friends and coworkers, I guess, a little bit more than I thought <laughs> I did. Um, so... So, yeah, always wanted to do it. Well, it's a lot easier to do when you're an adult than when you're in high school. Yeah. Both because of time. Yep. I mean, I was just driving around and school started. I was like, man, being in school is tough. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time to do things like that. No. But. Yeah, we had to, in high school, I think it was high school, we had to do a um, community project. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to originally do the 5K, and then I was talking to um, the Chalfont police, and it was just, it seemed like it was too complicated to do just myself as a high schooler. So I actually did kind of my own fundraiser. We had like a beef and beer um, to raise money. You had a beef and beer in high school. In high school. <laughs> my mom helped me with right. that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I sold like tickets to it, and then also sold a lot of the bracelets that you guys have generously mm -hmm. um, donated and, and uh, raised Almost, I think it was like three thousand dollars that I raised just wow. in high school for that project. So wow, it's yeah. So it was an alternative back then to doing a five k. Mm -hmm. So I agree, it was a lot more easier doing it as an adult. It's too bad we weren't doing things like honoring kids then. I know. Now we are. <laughs> so sorry about uh, it's that. It's all right. <laughs> um, we'll we'll recognize you in this podcast. And Thanks. <laughs> but that's something to kind of put in mind geography wise. You yep. were in Bucks County, yep. where your family's from, and now you're up in Scranton. Yep. And you moved to Scranton because of work and so, school? So, yeah, I went to, to King's College up in Wilkes-Barre um, and then got my full-time position um, at eBay Enterprise after interning there for a semester. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, all things considered, things just kind of work timing and location-wise and yep. maybe, not that it couldn't have worked at Bucks County, but there would have been more competition for people and yep. resources and that, that you had a vacuum. Like, this is something that, like, really worked because of where you are. People wanted mm -hmm. to do this. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I mean, there's we have a pretty decent running community in like the Nepa area. There's a lot of local running clubs, and there's probably a 5K every weekend. So you know, there's like a thirst for something like this mm -hmm. over there, and you knew that if you just reached out to the local running clubs and got that community involved, that you would have uh, a good turnout. Mm -hmm. And and we did, but it just so happens that there really wasn't one for for ALS, or at least we didn't think there was. The weekend before ours, there was another a 5K for ALS um, mm -hmm. in the Scranton area. Right. And we've, we've ended up working with them and sort of partnering and sort of co-sponsoring each other's races, and, and it worked out really well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's you didn't hear a lot about it in, in the area like races, but until then you had two, like within two weeks of each other uh, yeah. last year or so. Yep. 
And but yours was the best five K that's ever happened for any cause. <laughs> for any any cause, I listen. I I don't want to speak out of school, but <laughs> in best. the tri-state area of New York and New Jersey, we can go Jersey. Eastern Seaboard if you want. <laughs> you know, well, this side of the Mississippi, probably the best five K. I'm not as much of an expert. In a lot of that. <laughs> right, right. We'll uh, look into it, but I'm fairly. I'm so fairly what sure. goes into putting together a five K? Because I've never. I've been in a 5K once, and that was one time. How much time you got? Uh, well, 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 like, so you have to plan a route. Yes. And so, and then you have to, you have to set things up along that route. You, there's a, like, you don't just say everyone just run for five kilometers and stuff. Show up at 830 and we'll figure it out. No, it, uh, there's a lot to it. And that's one of the, the bigger challenges for us, um, was trying to determine what we need to do to put this on. Because I've run a bunch of 5Ks. Mm-hmm. Brand's run a so bunch of 5Ks. Angela has run a handful of 5Ks. So we've all run them, but we've been on the other end of them, mm-hmm. not the, the part where you administer them. So we didn't have really any idea as to how to get started. Um, fortunately, I think the week after we had the initial notion to put Don's Dash together, we reached out to someone here at the ALS Association who put us in contact with a gentleman who's somewhat local to this area who has organized 5Ks of four, and we got on a call with him, and he gave us sort of the, you know, the, the, the bullet points as to mm-hmm. what to do. First, you got to talk to the, you know, plan out your route first. What do you want your route to be right. ideally? Then you want to talk to the local municipality. In our case, it was the city of Wilkes-Barre <clears throat> to figure out, can we have a 5K here? Mm-hmm. Does it work this date? What do we need to do from your side? Because that's when you, once you start asking those questions from the city, you know, you get the broads, the big stuff out of the way first. Mm-hmm. The little things tend to fall into place a little bit more. So once we figured out where we wanted to have the race and, the date that worked for everybody, and once we got the local law enforcement involved to get the route approved, and that they'll give us officers to block off streets, it became a bit more manageable mm-hmm. because you had the big things sorted out. Right, you get the big things out of the way, and then you can work in the details because now you know where to put things mm-hmm. and how. To yeah, work. it's like building a house. You know, mm-hmm. you don't show up at a lot and put your couch down and go, "Well, that's done." I have built zero houses. You've got to <laughs> did Habitat for Humanity one time. Yeah. And put in some insulation well, in our basement. Here's a pro tip. you got to put the foundation down first, right. which is the route. And then you got to put the, the frame up, which right. is the pl- And But, yeah, you got to get the big things out of the way first. And then from there, it's, we can, okay, we can get T-shirts, we can get medals, and we can get a DJ and volunteers. So mm-hmm. you, there's a lot logistically that goes into it that we were we had no sense as to what that was going to be. And for this being our first one, I think we did – Pretty good. A really good job in sort of managing all that time and like all the stress that comes along with organizing a race because it's it's huge. Yeah, well you did it in a matter of months. Yep. And yeah. I saw the pictures and the website, it, it's very impressive. It looks professional. Like, you guys have been doing this for years. Yeah. So. yeah. Don't That's tell fun. anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone kind of figured that out. <laughs> ah, darn. Um, so hopefully we have some people figuring that out. But So you you had just learned this and you went reach out to some people. And so was it fun? Hopefully it was fun working with your teammates on this. To plan it? Yeah, it was fun. It was rewarding. It, it makes you feel good, you know, when you can be altruistic. Mm-hmm. There's a really there's a, not only a sense of accomplishment in it, but it's like you're doing something good. It's you're raising money for something, and that it's impossible not to feel something and not to have fun from that experience. A because you're doing this with people that 
your coworkers who are also happy to be my friends. It's also for a good cause. It's something, it's running, which I like to do normally. So it's impossible for this not to have been fun. And um, it was stressful at times, planning everything. That. Yeah, I mean, it's like a full-time job doing that, to yeah. be honest. So we, I mean, we would work mm-hmm. our nine-to-five jobs and then basically stay after work for another two, three hours planning yeah. for Don's Dash. So it was... It was stressful, but mm-hmm. as Tim said, I mean, the, the rewards we got out of it, uh, the good memories that we got out of it, the fact that we raised over $15,000 makes up for mm-hmm. all that stress that we had. Yeah, yeah. fifteen. There, there's people we have that have been doing events for many, many years that yeah. have raised a lot cumulatively, but mm-hmm. that don't raise $15,000 at one time. That's yeah. a lot of money to raise. Yeah, so. we were... We were very happy with the yeah, turnout. Yeah. Our oh. goal was um, eleven thousand um, dollars. My dad passed away on the eleventh of May. I was going to ask so why. So that's kind of why our goal was eleven thousand. You didn't tell people once you got past eleven that we're good. No. Yeah, no, we're like we're keeping we're we're still going. So uh-huh. yeah, fifteen thousand five hundred dollars was the final result mm-hmm. that we were able to raise from mm-hmm. that event. Got to cut the big check, which is always nice. Yeah, yes. it's a great picture. We'll share that when we share this. Um, so and we're saying that knowing that. People have seen that, and I'm already—it's an awkward way of putting it. <laughs> um, but so, in that time, a lot happened. You know, the Easy Ice Bucket Challenge. There were some event walks. There uh, were other things, research-wise, that came out. So, did you find that motivating for you, getting some news about ALS? Because it's not like we have some ALS center up in Scranton. Like, not—we we have some patient care up there, but it's not like we have like some big news breaking out all the time. What, was there stuff that was motivating to you about ALS along the way to keep everyone pumped up? Yeah, I mean, the Ice Bucket Challenge definitely helped. Um, I did it when I was out looking for sponsors. I found myself not having to explain what the disease mm-hmm. was. A lot of people were all like, oh, yes, ALS, Ice Bucket Challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was really great, um, knowing that there was so much awareness already built up for for the disease uh, for our run. So that was motivating. I mean, I know this um, just happened, but there was an article or in the news said, like, there might be a cure that could possibly fa- be found well, as of the late. research about TDP-43. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't mean that there's a cure, which we would like, but, but there's a new direction yeah. to look. And yeah, I just so, don't want to give people the wrong impression. Well, yeah. So just getting that, I mean, that was really inspiring and motivating and, and just gets us really excited that our fundraising efforts are, are being put to, to really great use. So, Yeah, I mean, looking at some of the research things that we help fund as a chapter and nationally, sometimes, you know, you can't buy $10 worth of research, but mm-hmm. $15,000 mm-hmm. goes a long way. Some mm-hmm. grants are a couple hundred thousand dollars, and yep. $15,000 mm-hmm. is a significant percentage of that. Mm-hmm. And some... Grants are less than that for what you need, and you know, so that that makes a big mm-hmm. difference. Plus, but research isn't the only thing you cared about. You had a specific thing in mind about what was important to you. Yes. Yeah, so the ALS Association. Um, once my father was unable to communicate anymore, mm-hmm. um, the ALS Association donated to our family a computer. Um, basically, it was a little chip that went on my dad's forehead, and it allowed him to move around the mouse to type. Uh, to us. So he would send, while I was in college, he would send emails to me. He would write love notes to my mom. He would send me emails saying how much he hated at the time my fiance. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it really, it, it allowed us to stay in touch with my father when he could no longer speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, I know um, uh, the ALS Association actually prior to 
um, or once we started to communicate with you guys around Onstash, they gave us a one-sheeter of the different donation amounts and what it would buy an ALS patient. Mm -hmm. um, and reading that was just like, man, we're, we're literally giving so, much, so many things that will better the lives of ALS patients and their families. Um, so, I mean, that computer system saved us. It, it really helped us. Um, so really thankful for that. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the things right now on our envelope in our recent newsletter. People hopefully got in the mail. You got $350 a visit to the clinic. Mm -hmm. um, uh, $600 is for an iPad for communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the tools that exist now, they're improving yep. even since then. Um, I, he probably didn't have an iPad at that time no. because that happened after he passed away, mm -hmm. I believe. So it's got hopefully rewarding to you knowing that the technology is improving and more so people can get better. it exactly. and cheaper mm -hmm. so that we can give, you know, something like that would cost thousands of dollars. Now it's a few hundred dollars. Yep. So $15,000 can buy mm -hmm. 1,500 or more devices. Yeah, yeah. We found that was really beneficial when we went out looking for sponsors and partners to help organize the race, looking for volunteers. And when we had our, our fundraiser, which we called our run raiser, we, we had that literature there of this is what your money can buy. Because I think when you can put a dollar amount on a resource, mm -hmm. that makes it tangible. Like you can see it then. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, this $50 will get a van ride to the clinic. Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to... Donate money to the ALS Association, and then you don't know where your money's going to go. When you can see on paper, this is what my money could buy and is going to buy, mm -hmm. that makes, I think, a much greater connection with the potential person who can sponsor or, or can donate because they see on paper, this is what I am potentially buying. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more, a lot more powerful than just sort of being a lot more vague. Yep. Yeah. Do you think that when someone sees that $50 could buy two hours of in-home care, that takes someone that's like, well, I got $30, oh... $50, that's a little bit more. I can do that. And Definitely. like knowing, oh, that's going to buy X amount of thing. Yeah, because you sort of put a name to it. Like mm -hmm. it's, you've, you've given it something that's tangible that you can not see, but you know what that is. You can relate to it. Right. As opposed to just, thought it is $50 and it's going to go somewhere. You know where it's going to go. Yeah. Especially because, like I said, you can't buy $100 of the research. I mean, it, no. it goes towards the cost, but you mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. It's hard to quantify that $100 over another $100 because yes. it also goes to one pot. Yep. Yes. Um, do you think that your experience where you work helped to make those sales in terms of asking for donations to better explain to people, like, because you have to do that, right? Like, you should give, you should buy into our company because you're going to get a value out of it. There's a value people are getting, not for themselves, but altruistically. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly helped. I mean, sort of being in the, the marketing industry, we're able to apply some of the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, like when you're client-facing, to speaking to, like, a restaurant owner who you go up to and say, we're having this fundraiser. Here's all the reasons you should want to donate just a tray of food. Yeah, that was one of the things we kept getting uh, compliments. Uh, Angela Desiderio and myself had gone out um, to find sponsors, and we had, like, all this collateral. We had a nice one-sheeter mm -hmm. written up. Mm -hmm. um, that was definitely something that we kind of knew that was valuable from working where we were. Um, so we got lots of, con like, this is this is great. Like, I've never had someone come to, to us looking, you know, for donations that came so prepared. So that, mm -hmm. I think, definitely helped when we were going out looking for sponsors yeah definitely having that experience in, in our workplace prepared us more i think for this than had we not worked there and also when you have a workforce that's similar age group that we are everybody knows somebody who can help yeah yeah and what we found out in this whole process is that co-workers friends and family 
would bend over backwards to put you in contact with someone who owned a restaurant or who owned a brewery or who owned whatever that could either donate space or donate food or give a gift card, um, which was, you know, really eye-opening and not at all surprising because people are good. Uh, we were able to sort of use whatever connections we had and our friends and family are able to sort of use those connections to put us in contact with people who could help us, you know, raise more awareness around ALS. That's great. So being prepared is probably the number one thing you could tell people if they're going to be going out and raising money for either their yeah. event or Definitely. a walk. Yeah. Um, but one other thing that I always advocate on my end, because I do advocacy here, is just three words, story, hope, and plan. Mm-hmm. Plan, obviously, mm-hmm. a big part of that. Mm-hmm. But um, the story, your your personal story made yep. a big difference, I it hope. Did. And maybe you learned some other stories along the way. I don't know. Um, so how, how effective were stories in, in putting together so that? Very important. I mean, um, every single time we went to someone, we always started with the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and being there, like, we didn't want to just email some things to, to people to read. I wanted to actually physically be there so that I could be the face and, and say, hey, this is my father passed away from ALS. Um, you know, this is why we're doing it, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So starting with that story, I definitely think helped. And then we kind of moved into, okay, well, this is what we're actually doing in order to, to help bring more awareness to the disease. disease so, yeah. And then it also brought connections. I mean, there were a couple of times, um, like we, we went on to PA Live, which is a local mm-hmm. uh, TV station up there. And after the um, after our segment, the newscaster came over and was like, oh, yeah, you know, my grandfather passed away from ALS. So we were able to share our stories and then get a lot of other stories to then share with other people as well. So mm-hmm. it was it was really a it's a good thing to have on hand when you're going out and looking for sponsors. So don't just tell your story, but share and be your story. Yeah, exactly. You're, if you have a story, you're a character in that. Yep. And whether it's as a family caregiver or a person with a disease. Yep. Um, if you, it's and not not to say writing a letter or sending an email is not important because those those are, but anyway, you can put a, your face can make a big difference. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why we made our, our website too very personable. Yeah, we yeah. have pictures of, of everyone over right. around, and so yeah, I mean, I think that's that visual mm-hmm. there definitely helps make the connection. Oh, and so you you met the newscaster who had mm-hmm. an AOS connection, and and maybe you heard some others along the way. Yeah, what was that like in terms of? realizing the connections and the awareness that was happening because that's something you don't have the dollar amount on but you get to connect people in a new community there yep exactly i mean i think it was really eye-opening i know when i uh when my dad wasn't diagnosed with als i had no idea what the disease was right i I never heard of it Yeah, yeah never heard of it um, all of a sudden, you know, my father gets diagnosed and I'm hearing about the disease everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, people are coming out and, you know, e- explaining their own stories about the disease. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was, and then you also have um, kind of other people for your own support. Um, every day I, I miss my father um, and want to lean on someone. And now I have other people within the scranton wilkes area who I know have gone through the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have that support system that I didn't have prior to this to this fundraiser. So, I mean, it, it's, it's good to have that support and to learn everyone's stories when it comes to something like this. Yeah, and not only have they gone through the same thing as you in terms of losing someone or fighting the actual disease, but now you got something in terms of people doing good to help yep, others. exactly. Uh, so you have the event, and you, you're planning. Uh, tell us about event day, because that must have been a really, <laughs> uh, hopefully a very positive and fun, 
lot of hard work. I can tell from your guys. Yeah. Email, but, um, how I, many people showed up? What What was the day like? We had 160 participants. Uh, probably one or two stragglers who didn't show up. But um, and what was your goal? How many were you hoping to show up? 100. 100. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We were. Job. We were sending ourselves a little short. Um, yeah. So when we got that 160, we're like, oh my gosh, this is phenomenal. You were cutting up the loaves and fishes as much <laughs> as much as we could have. Yeah. It was. Uh, well, we we had an online you know registry platform that folks could go through a website to sign up on. So every day I'd be pressing reload. Mm-hmm. On because you can see who signed up every day. Be like, okay, we have we have three. Okay, we're on our way. And then eventually, you're like, wait, there's a, there's five people in this room who wasn't signed up. Yeah. So and there's and there was like two weeks, three weeks within the close of the online forum, which was a week before the race. Um, the number went from like 60 to like 130. Um, mm-hmm. It was exponential over the last three or four weeks because yeah. a we had a run raiser. We, the word was getting out there. It was getting closer. So we got to see. The excitement was building as we were playing. You know, yep. Then at a certain point, it was like, oh, there's, there's a lot. We have a lot to do race day. we got to get you know, our ducks in a row here. So um, race day, I don't know about you. I didn't really sleep the <laughs> night before. I was uh, I was up. We we had to get down and set up around like 6 a.m. Get the, like the, the, the race started on just near Public Square in downtown Wilkes-Barre. And so it's a little, you know, little sort of mini park where we had like the, uh, the area where we sign up and where it, it ended. So we had tables with water and goodies and stuff after we had volunteers manning that. We had to set up all that. We had to get all the registration packets put together, which we did the night before with yep. the help of Brian's family. And then uh, day of the race, it went off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sorry, no, it did not. The only oh. problem we had was we didn't have pins for the oh, bibs. Oh, yeah. Okay. One we major got thing you need. The race bibs. We didn't have any any. So like, someone had to hold on to it the whole time. No, <laughs> we had, we had two of our volunteers like go across the bridge and buy some pins. <laughs> Hurry! So and uh, but we had um, that happened with plenty of times. So that was the only thing that could have gone wrong that that actually went wrong was we didn't have pins, but we sorted that out almost immediately. Um, and then oh, it went off without a hitch. Um, other than a couple of. Uh, Motors, because the, the route took folks sort of through the Wolfsbury area, through a couple of residential neighborhoods. We had had to have some police barricades up, right? And also had to have volunteers with the with the vest on the road, stopping traffic because you have people running by. And uh, a few stories uh, of <laughs> folks being called choice words, which I will not repeat here, <laughs> um, by by motorists who were inconvenienced for twenty five minutes on a Saturday morning at like eight forty five. But aside from those couple of motorists, most people were pretty upbeat and supportive. Absolutely. Oh, the atmosphere that day was in, it was incredible. We had a, we had a DJ who was uh, who was playing music, and it was just a really good. The atmosphere was great, and lots of energy. Spirits were high. Mm-hmm. The, the weather was perfect, and then it was just once the the race was over, and we had the award ceremony. We're cleaning up the area, and uh, it was just this like this relief. Mm-hmm. Of like, okay, we did it. Yeah. And then it wasn't like we were glad it was over. It oh was, yeah, it was it an was, accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, it was. It felt really good to pull this thing off. That that was just eight, ten months earlier. It was an idea on a mm-hmm. rooftop. Yep. And here it is. It's this thing that's been fully imagined and realized. Yep. And it was it was very incredible. It was powerful. I think uh, uh, one of our team members said uh, when she was driving home from the event, she just got like kind of teary mm-hmm. because it was it was. Over. Yeah. yeah.
And did you get some good feedback from people uh, that came to the event? Oh, yeah. Lots of positive remarks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People liked that the volunteers had a good time. Uh, The runners had a lot of things to say. They liked the route that Mm -hmm. we used, so we'll probably revisit that again next year. It's always good when they come and talk to you instead of just, like, taking their stuff. That was fun and leaving, you know. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people hung on afterwards, too. I was going to say, um, we had the award ceremony, which was something that people could stick around for, but even after the award ceremony, when we were trying to clean up, everyone kept, you know, migrating <laughs> and hanging out. We're like, okay, now it's time to go. Yeah, we yeah. we got to clean up. We only have this other two hours. we got to yeah. get moving. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, everyone stuck around, which is, is something you don't always see at a 5K. So that mm-hmm. was really yeah. uh, positive to see. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's because you're bringing up your fiance, but it reminds you of planning a wedding. Yeah. You know, in terms oh, of... Oh, definitely. That's how I felt with my wedding, just like the... I mean, I think I slept well the night before, but all the planning goes in for months. Yep. And, and you're like, oh, we'll just have a wedding. And then, oh, no, you have to plan this and oh, this, yeah. and this, oh, yeah. and this and this and this. I'm then, like, already feeling that stress. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go well. Yes, well, hopefully. When When is your wedding? Oh, my wedding is uh, June 4th. When is Don's Dash? Well, now it's June 25th, but it was <laughs> June 6th. Or that, that's what it was last year, yeah. so. Well, the goal is to have Don's Dash the first Saturday of every June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's when Brand's wedding is here. So, so we had to make some adjustments. She has <laughs> the luxury of planning not only a wedding, but also the second dance dash. Um, well, you're going to be a pro at planning. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> you get to come back from your honeymoon and, and help us plan the final two weeks of yep. the Don's Dash Part 2. You yep. could have just had people running at your wedding. I know, <laughs> pretty much, right? Sure. Wearing, <laughs> wearing tuxedos. Yeah. People have done crazier things. They have. Uh, there's not, an idea. Yeah. So it gave you the success of the event was beyond your wildest imagination. How quickly did you know you raised fifteen thousand five hundred dollars? Um and that must have been overwhelming. And so what when did did you know that right away? Like through your tools did you, and or how long did it take to like figure out how much you'd raised? We probably a few weeks after because mm-hmm. we had we had a lot of mail-in registrations. We had folks who just donated cash in yeah. general. So we had to, someone just came into our office yesterday with cash from a nice bucket challenge and even had some change in it. Yes, oh, well, yeah. I mean, so it's like we had you know money coming in after, and then you know once we sort of backed out you know the cost of the shirts or the bibs for the race, we figured okay, how much are we actually going to donate now? And that's mm-hmm. sort of a few weeks later. I yeah. think probably probably by the end of June we we had that figure. Mm-hmm. Sort of hard and fast and figured out. Yeah, and and so that must have been. What was that like when you finally realized, like, wow, this is how much money we raised at our first time ever doing this? Yeah, yeah. I was speechless. I was mm-hmm. like, our goal was eleven thousand, which I was a little leery about. I mean, yeah. that was a very high number to yeah. begin with, and to sur- out surpass that by by as much as we did, mm-hmm. it was left me speechless. Like, if yeah. you had raised eleven thousand dollars in that. And, and still had the costs, yep. you would have probably been proud of it. Oh, definitely. So mm-hmm. to get this is yeah. even bigger. Um, yep. and, and and apparently motivating for you to continue doing it. Definitely. Yeah, I think we got a sense uh, probably a few months shy of the race that this is going to be something we want to do every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if we only raised 5K, and I say only in air quotes because that's still a, a, lot, a lot of money. Of money. Yeah. Um, because it just, why not? There's no reason not to do something like this. Yeah. That's a really good um, philosophy, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it sounds simple and contrite, but I, I hear that from a lot of people. Like, why should I get involved for this? But why not? There's no reason not to yeah. do a, an event or a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Don's Dash isn't the only event you're going to be doing next year. Mm-hmm. You're going to be really busy for a couple months. I yes. know. 
Because you're, we have our new walk to defeat ALS. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be in Scranton, and you guys are really going to help lead the way. Yep. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we're we're from that area, so we have a lot of connections, like we use for Don Stash. Mm-hmm. So definitely willing to help you guys out with your run and, and participate as well. We were just talking maybe a Don Stash team or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. but definitely want to be involved as much as we can uh, for such a great cause in Scranton next year. Mm-hmm. So do you, you guys have some of the. Uh, preliminary information about the walk next year you want we to share? We do, yep. Um, well, not too, too much. I know it just kind of came out. Uh, but May 14th. Ash- yep. yep. Ashley has uh, come to us with a lot of great information on how to get involved, um, possibly company sponsorships as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, trying to get as much family and friends out there as well since it's so local. Mm-hmm. But really looking forward to it. And I don't know that we would be able to have a walk up there if it wasn't for the fact that we, you guys kind of set the standard in terms of what we could do. Mm-hmm. So what's that like knowing that we raised $15,000 and now the ALS Association realizes, <laughs> hey, we have There's people that can help. There, you know, yeah. Is that good to you guys? That like now something even, not not to say anything about your event, but like now there's like a big event that's going to come to Scranton as a result. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it it makes us feel really great about what we've accomplished now that that area is more viable for events like Mm -hmm. this. If prior to us putting on Don's Dash, this wasn't the case, then we could probably draw a line and go, well, because we did our thing, you can now do your thing and you have a huge audience for it. If that's the case, that is, that's an incredible feeling knowing that not only do we have one event, but there's potentially two next year mm-hmm. that we can help be a part of and that we can help people raise even more money. That's awesome. And hopefully um, increase awareness and connect people to services because mm-hmm. that's really your goal. Your goal isn't just yes. to raise money but to let people mm-hmm. know, especially in that area, the clinic, there there is clinic service up there, but mm-hmm. letting people know, hey, there's places you can get help and resources. Yeah, because, I mean, what was it? Uh, the one, um, The one leadership like group that we went to visit Mm -hmm. the one the one guy came out and said well how does this help our community Mm -hmm. you know they they didn't know they had the support um that they do up in the the scranton area because they think als philadelphia okay it's just Mm -hmm. you know the philadelphia Mm -hmm. area so being able to to inform and educate everyone up there that the als association greater philadelphia chapter supports everyone in nepa as well i think uh is something that uh we're very happy to to have done and be a part of and i'm looking at a map right now on a wall that shows the als associations this chapter the region served and it's the entire eastern part of pennsylvania plus you know, Jersey and Delaware. Yeah. And I don't know that when you hear Greater Philadelphia Chapter, you would think, oh, they can help me up in Luzerne County. Right. Um, so one of the things that we really want to do is make sure that we're really hitting it hard that this chapter will help you in this region. Mm-hmm. You know, there's resources you can have if you're in Wilkes-Barre or if you're up in, like, Bradford County or Tuggan County. There are places you can go for help and for resources and for support. And... Um, you might not have known that, and mm-hmm. if we can, if we can help one more person find out that they can have a resource that's right down the road for them, then that's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. I think the feeling that people have at every part of our mm-hmm. geography, even if it's like right in Philadelphia, whether it's yeah. in Philadelphia or way up in Susquehanna County or Tioga County, where we do have people that are mm-hmm. up there. Yeah, you know, it, it, you. You're in the city, but you know there's a, all those very um, rural areas that are out from the city. Yeah. Yep. And we we have nurses that and social workers that have to drive far to get to a couple to get people. There. Mm-hmm. So you guys are able to make those connections happen by raising money. Exactly. Yeah. And much like I think a lot of folks a year ago, 
didn't know what ALS was. Mm-hmm. That's changed, obviously. Uh, you know, maybe in our area we can change the perception that there's not like a bounty of resources available to anybody who needs them in like our immediate area, like the Nepa, the Wilkes Barre Grant area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important to us. It's you know that's our mission is to support as many people with ALS as we can, mm-hmm. so they get all the, they get those same services yep. that your dad did. Yep. So. We had the success of last year, the surprise for Brienne. Yep. Um, now we're starting a walk, and now you're planning for next year. Yep. Um, so let's finish up with, the, it's got your dad's name on this. How does this impact on your family? And, you know, is your, is your mom and your sister, everyone like, this is like, your dad lives on through this. Yeah. Oh, they're blown away. Um, I remember when I told my grandma, who... Um, I call her Mimi. She's my dad's mom. I remember when I told her instantly, same reaction I did when they all presented mm-hmm. me the logo. She instantly started crying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's really left a mark. I had every, it was kind of, when you mentioned like planning a wedding, it kind of was because literally all of my family came up to this run. Yeah. Um, even people, so my grandparents live in Stone Harbor. They made the trek down That's here. That's a long Yep. Run. Oh yeah, they made the trek down here. Um, so it really left a mark. We're still talking about how phenomenal that event was, how my dad is smiling down, so happy, so proud of mm-hmm. everything that we put together. Um, not only were they able to make it, but all of them helped and volunteered the day of. Um, so it, it really has has brought us closer together, um, and they couldn't be more happy and thrilled with, with the success of the event. Yeah, because ALS can have you know such a devastating effect on a family in so many ways. So exactly. positive. The inverse. Yeah. Um, and one thing, I don't want to forget about this because we talked about it before we started here, but your dad was a big Phillies fan, yep. big sports fan, yep. and he got to meet some of the players at the Phillies Festival and yeah. benefit from that. So that um, that high school project that I had mentioned and alluded to, um, I actually, because it was right around that time, my dad chose me, not my sister, chose me to go <laughs> down with him to meet all of the, the Phillies um, players. and. Obviously, I'm, I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but I know Harry Callis, and I got to meet him, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and my dad, I, he was, and of course, I'm forgetting what the baseball player was, but my dad was actually quoted in one of the local papers, The Intelligencer, mm-hmm. because he mentioned how living with ALS was like playing a baseball game. Um, so just that kind of, um, that that message, it really hit home for some of the baseball players um, that he had t- spoken with, and, and he was mentioned in that newspaper, which was great. But he was thrilled. I've never seen him smile so much in his life during that day just because he got the opportunity to meet so many of his favorite players from the game. That's, you know, we talk about what the Phillies have done in terms of they've raised $16 million yep. to help fight ALS, and that's millions more since when you were there. That was probably like a $10 million. Oh, yeah, and definitely. So, it's gotten a lot bigger. And uh, But in terms of the money raised, there's the moments that you can't put the price tag on. Exactly. Just like your event. You, you, you had mm-hmm. a great experience in the helping other people. Uh, so the Phillies have been hitting home runs for years, and then they they got you guys got to come up to bat and hit your own home run. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So now you're part of the team, and we're going to keep working together. Definitely. Right. You're excited to be part of the ALS Association for Definitely. good. Definitely. Well, this is such an exciting and such a, a, a thrill for us, like, yeah. personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can put it on all of your resumes and <laughs> everyone will want to... You know, yeah, you can. Um, yeah. This opened my eyes up to how important nonprofits are mm-hmm. in sort of this sort of philanthropy area because, like Brand said earlier, it's like a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Organizing an event is like a job and it makes you appreciate 
those who make that their occupation mm-hmm. because it's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. It's an accomplishment that you can tell other people both in terms of how they can get involved with your event mm-hmm. and then telling, you know, other people in business or sponsors or volunteers, like, this is something tangible that, you know, you can go back just like you did when you graduated from college yep. or mm-hmm. planning your own wedding. I did this. Yes, yeah. exactly. I got this done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you yeah. can take that back to your families. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. When you say you've helped to raise, you know, over $15,000, people, but that's, that's, wow, that's yeah. incredible, you know, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Right. So, well, continue hitting those, getting those hits and home runs. We really appreciate what you did. Uh, thanks so much for making the trek from Scranton down to little old Ambler <laughs> to be part of our podcast. Yeah, this was fun. And uh, we'll keep working on this together. Absolutely. Definitely. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks so much.